listen to hair on. From hair on, I'm listening to hair on. Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still gotta keep the world together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who gon' do it like, like us? Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still hello, 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 and thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I am your host, Karee Robertson, alongside my Salman extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And we in the house for episode 112. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Peaches and cream. Yeah, nah, that was cool, <laughs> son. Yo, 112 was the shit back in the day, man. Yeah, yeah 112 was a jam. Had some joints. Indeed, indeed. So you've been uh, getting into anything interesting in the viewing? Yeah, this was this weekend was like a, a kung fu and uh, Danny Trejo type weekend. You I fuck with that heavy nigga. I um super heavy. Yeah, I, I saw Machete Kills again or Machete Kills, which is the sequel to Machete. That one was it was it was it was you know as you can it was just fun yeah. action pretty much. Um, good, pretty good humor. Uh, the highlight of it for me was Machete shoving his hand in this dude's stomach, ripping out his intestines. Throwing it into a helicopter and then it pulling him into the helicopter and like pureeing him. Wow. wow. Followed by the close second of Machete standing underneath the helicopter, shooting a grappling hook at the blade and holding out his uh, machete and just swinging around the helicopter, cutting off heads as he's just like swinging around. So, you see, it's, those are my highlights of that movie. That's amazing <laughs> because the idea, like, I can totally see him just hacking some shit, but to be spinning on a helicopter blade and have the precision to sever heads. It's so absurd. It's so absurd. That's good stuff right there. But it, the movie was pretty entertaining. It, it's like, it takes all the... Who writes those? I'm probably Robert Rodriguez, if I okay. had to guess. I would believe it. Actually, no, this one is a screenplay by Kyle Ward. I don't know. Nothing oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Robert Rodriguez and Marcel Rodriguez. So those okay. are the three writing credits on it. Um, yeah, I, I was fairly certain that Machete is Robert Rodriguez's character that's been around since um, Spy Kids, if I remember correctly. Machete is actually a spinoff mm-hmm. of Spy Kids. A spy Kids? Yes. Oh. That their uncle is Machete. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> of, like, uh, of like Shark Boy and the girl, whatever the, the, the family, they have like an uncle Shark that... Shark Boy and Lava Girl, I think? I think so. Oh, well, yeah, yeah I, I really wouldn't know, but yeah. Um, their uncle is like, oh, we have this uncle. He does this thing. And it turns out to be Machete. And, and Robert Rodriguez spun that off into its whole thing. Wow. Okay. All right. Hey, shared universes, man. I love them. Feel me? It's, it's pretty funny. Um, the other thing I saw was I caught Batman Solo the Dragon, which came out mm. this year. That one was that one was pretty dope. It was very much a departure from the usual Batman fare. It was like... Um, it reminded me a lot of year one. It was it was a story of Batman and like these four other martial artists that trained in this uh with this Chinese sensei dude. Okay. And that's not the Batman anime, is it? I don't believe so. It was just a one off movie, so I'm oh, not sure if it's connected to anything. Is there like mechs and stuff in it? Mm-mm. Oh, okay, no, no. Oh, not the one where it goes back in time. And <laughs> yeah, shit. No, I one. love the Batman anime. That shit is um, fresh. This <laughs> one was uh th- this one was pretty interesting. It was like uh it, it it takes place in the 70s, so it's like a combination of the old school kung fu movies and spy movies and like Batman all at the same time. So oh, it was wow. pretty okay. ridiculous. And Is um, it animated? Yeah. Uh, uh, fucking Michael Jai White plays Bronze Tiger. Um, nice. Lady Shiva's in it. And the most ridiculous name for a character ever, Richard Dragon. Um, he's the other... He's the one who has the soul of the dragon. It's basically just like the, uh, when Bruce went... 
to some place in China. He found an ancient temple where he trained with a sensei for a while. And him and his little family got along until some shit happened. They ended up breaking apart and then they all went their separate ways. And then it's like a year later, uh, the, the, the MacGuffin that they were all hiding at the sensei's place is in danger. And so Richard Dragon, <laughs> Richard Dragon comes to Gotham Richard to get Dragon's the band. Richard Dragon's his real name, huh? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> fucking Dick Dragon, son. <laughs> oh man, I was just like, all right, guys, you know. But hey, man, he's pretty dope. He's he looks he looks like a darker, like a like a dark skinned Bruce Lee is basically what his character is animated like, with like a kind of a little bit of a fro, but not really. Cause, I don't really think that's what they were going for. But it, it was pretty yeah, dope. I'm not sure what they were going for. but <laughs> <laughs> you know, It's the Bruce Tim animation. So, you know, the hair is a little, you know, it just looks like a circle. So I'm not really, I don't know if it's a hairdo or what. But it was pretty good. It had The, the fights were amazing. It's basically just them against um, a bunch of uh, members of this really weird snake cult. But the action mm. was super dope. Snake yeah. cult. Not and familiar with that bad dope. guy. <laughs> I'm not freaking. I don't remember his name, but just some dude who's who's runs a snake cult. I don't, I don't remember. They're, they're the story's not really. They're not the important part of the whole thing. The whole part Action's of the whole thing though. is oh, it's amazing. It's fucking amazing. They do such a really good job of um animating all the the fights and making them really really compelling. Okay. And I I got to give a shout out to Lady Shiva at one point where they're like driving. Batman's got like his car. It's not his Batmobile yet because at this point. It wasn't really at this point. It hadn't been brought up that he was Batman mm. completely. It was really because when they did bring it up, Rick, Richard Dragon's like, "All right, so when we do this, you got to get serious. And you got to put that mask on." And they're like, yeah. "What mask?" And he's like, "Oh, he just put this mask on. He becomes like a completely different person." And then Lady, Lady she was like, "You're the Batman." <laughs> he's uh, just like, wow. Let's talk about this later. <laughs> but it was it was pretty dope. I, I like their chemistry. Michael Jai White um, is playing um, Ron Steiger, and it reminded me a lot of. You could you could feel the black dynamite in there, which was really really funny. It's awesome. They, they need to bring it. Yo, black dynamite needs to be in the MCU straight up. Yo, that would be amazing. I mean, oh, that's DC. My bad. Yeah, oh, that would be black funny. dynamite in DC. Yeah, well, hey. maybe he could save Ben. Either way, it would oh, work for man. me. Either way, <laughs> leave it, leave it, leave it to the, the the super strong black guy to save the franchise. You feel me? Oh man, I saw the best meme online. Yo, it was um, it was a WWE one of the Black Divas, and she was uh, she was carrying this very large white guy on her shoulders in a fireman's <laughs> hole, just like trucking, carrying that nigga, just killing it, yo. And it was like, uh, and the caption to the meme was uh, a phys- uh, physical manifestation of the history of America. <laughs> black women carrying obese white men That's on their backs to victory. And it was it was great. It was great. But yeah, no, sorry. That would be funny if uh, they, they brought in a character like Black Dynamite to save the DC universe. <laughs> that would be awesome. Um, and the last thing I saw was was uh, also had Danny Trejo in it was uh, Seis Manos on net on Netflix. That one is pretty dope too. It's like a that's an animated series about. Um, it's very similar in the plot to the fucking Soul of the Dragon. Mm. By the way, super similar. Anyway, this Chinese dude who's from uh, uh, excuse me from some secret organization leaves comes to America. And he ends up in Mexico, or he, yeah, he, he comes to America because he had to cross over the railroad, and they deal with that whole racism thing. And then he fucks them niggas up, and then he keeps on going. He's a, he's a pushing. 
I'm gonna beat your ass and keep the question. So he ends up in Mexico where he, at the start of the series, he's got like this little um, Chinese compound where he's taken in these three orphans and trained them in the way of like, uh, uh, was it Taoism? I wanna say Tao. I don't remember. But he trained them in the way of a martial arts as well as like some spiritual shit and um, basically gave them a purpose because they're all orphans. And I got to give a shout out to the show because they did the most epic bait and switch I've ever seen, which after it happened, I realized it should have been obvious because the show is called Seis Manos, which is six hands. And um, so the show opens up with this little kid named Domingo, right? Domingo steals a, a, a mango and the, the series follow him. He ends up spying on the um, uh, the Chinese dude in his compound of his orphans, and that's how you're introduced to them. And so they're like, yo, maybe we should take in Domingo. And then the sensei is, you know, poses this philosophical question to him and is like, yo, uh, your name means Sunday, so, you know, what day of the Some people say Sunday's the first day of the week. Some people say Sunday's the last day of the week. Which one are you? So, you know what I'm saying? He's got this whole thing. He figured out his okay. philosophical answer. And... <sighs> Five as soon as the conflict happened, this nigga gets squashed by a rock, and I'm like, "What? Yeah. I was I, I thought we were gonna follow this dude, and that's when I was like, oh, he would have been the eighth hand.' So clearly, this nigga was not a part of the the team. Oh. Feel me? So I was like, "Damn, I can't believe they did Domingo like that." But he was purely an inciting incident for the 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 story to move forward. But mm. it's pretty cool. It basically takes like um, a little bit of uh, mysticism and. Uh, this dude, he, his mom, mother has tapped into the power of this ancient people, and she's a witch. And my dude imprisons her in like this, seals her in this fucking tomb thing, mm. and is like cutting her and farming her skin and her blood because it turns people into like demons and gives wow. them powers and shit. Wow. Yeah. So wow, it, it gets pretty crazy, and so. The main characters, the the trio, they just sort of end up getting caught up in it because when he released the monster in order to flush out one of the um one of like he was like one of the the jefes of the group wasn't answering to him directly, and so he wanted to find out yo what's going on with that so he sent this little demon dude out there, but he fed a little bit too much uh, he gave him too much of the thing that powers him up and so he ends up causing the big ruckus that kills the the Domingo kid in the first episode. Mm. So that's how our, uh the main characters end up meeting up with the with the other dude and the story ends up coming together but it was really dope. Another really excellent martial arts um animation animated show. Uh I really like the story following um that they build with the orphans and also the story of the their sen- or their sifu and their sifu's brother. The the at the around i don't i don't remember how many episodes it was but let's say it was 12 at like at about 70 percent of the way through they introduced like a brother to the sifu and you're like oh sifu's cool and then they did an epic twist with that too so it, w- it was a really good show i really enjoyed say Manos. it surprised me um yeah it it actually surprised me a lot i because I, i'd seen it there for a while and i was just like ah, i don't know i don't know but it, it was well worth the watch for show that's awesome that sounds really cool. I gotta check that out. Yeah, it was well done. I enjoyed it, and the clean animation too reminded me a lot of like um <clears throat> a lot of the uh, I guess it's probably like the same studio that does Boondocks or, or something, mm. but it's around like, like that similar animation style, but just much more updated and crisp. That's what's up. I I really enjoyed the, the Boondocks uh, animation style. So yeah, that yeah, really that sounds dope. pretty much up my alley. It's pretty cool. Yeah, man. Um. Actually, I I watched a a movie 
I'm hella late on. Um, but it was uh the photograph with Issa Rae. Okay. And not for oh, nothing. Or it, it was Issa Rae and Keith Stanfield mm-hmm. was her uh was the male actor that played opposite her. Was the male lead and um you know what? Solid movie. Very solid movie. Nice. I enjoyed it a lot. I'll give it a, a, a seven. Um and honestly, it was only because there were points that kind of drew drew were kind of drawn out in the movie that it, it, it lulled, but overall, very, very solid. Um the performances were really good. The storyline um wasn't a straight line, you know, it it, it had a twist. And so um, I really appreciated what she brought to the table. My thing is, is that I'm waiting for Issa Rae to to play another character. <laughs> she's she's got this character down pat, and and not for nothing. I do appreciate what she's doing in that um, this is a character uh, that is very open for development because it hasn't been portrayed very many times, and so she's making a lane for it, and that's that's cool. I'm just really interested to see what her chops are. In a different type of role, but you know she, you know her character uh, was, I think, I want to say late twenties, early thirties, uh, successful, successful professional, and she uh, comes into contact with Keith Stanfield because of I'm not, and I actually won't sto- uh, spoil the story because it's an entertaining story to to watch, but she comes into contact with him. They fall in love, and not, and I guess this is going to be kind of spoilerish. So, um, spoiler alerts ahead. But they just have, they have an interesting story. Like it's not nothing bad happens. No one gets hurt. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they have an interesting story. They fall in love, and they proceed with life. I, I appreciated that. I think that. That that's this is definitely a time in which something like that it, it can be appreciated, and I know that it's I'm, I'm late on it, so it was made for a different time. But nah, man, I really, really thought that like not for nothing. I even at the slow points, I I only didn't like them because I was actually interested in getting to where the story was going. It's not like the slow points were were detrimental to the overall storyline at all, but um. One of the characters, he's an older uh, actor, and I don't remember his name. But now that I think on it, he reminds me of Don Cheadle, but it's not Don Cheadle. But um, there he played uh, um, an older gentleman in the movie, and he killed that performance, man. Oh, my goodness. Like, the, the older male lead, which, you know, there's not that many characters in the movie. So, you'll know, if you watch it, you'll know it when you encounter him. Man, just gave a really, really good performance, and yeah, I don't know, I, I, I don't know why, I, I think the reason why I gave it a seven is more because it's a genre, it's, it's just straight drama, and so it's not a genre in which I, I, I is in my you know big, big, uh, big, big favorites, and so that along with um, just the, the, the minor pacing issues. I don't know. Maybe I'd give it like a 7.5. 7.5. True. But yeah, definitely it's worth watching. Definitely a good watch with the female. Because it's it doesn't present any catty drama that it's it's a uh that would make it, you know, 
anything triggering you know it's a it's a good watch with 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 a significant other but um yeah so i watched that i'm looking forward to catching up with um expanse but i'm gonna let another one um stack on to that i haven't jumped back into wandavision yet i know only one episode's been released i want to give that some time because i have a strong feeling that it's going to be the uh it's going to be the whole or, or a significant portion of the season is going to be in this black and white style and no nah, vic hit me up and he said that um i think he's on episode three and he said it's going somewhere according to him he yeah, said but it's it, still in the style that i'm not particularly interested oh, in and so yeah that so I I assume it's going to have to, because it has to tie into the MCU, correct? Like it is in the MCU. It's in the MCU. <laughs> I'm wondering if it's gonna, if you know, it's gotta be. It's yeah, gotta be tied it, into it the links. Main it links to um Doctor Strange, the next Doctor Strange movie, is what this is directly linking to. So yeah, it's, there's gotta be some more uh, relevant stuff to come, and so I'll wait until. Until there's a, a little bit of a buildup of that before I jump back into that. Because I really wasn't feeling those first two episodes. And to the point where neither was Carolina. And she would, like, every time I mentioned it, she's like, ah, I was <laughs> like, geez, give it a chance. <laughs> but no, um, so yeah, uh, can't wait for Expanse, man. I, I have no idea how long that season's going to be. But I think it's going to be 10 episodes, if I remember correctly. So there's there's a couple more to stack on that. But um. Yeah, WandaVision. Look, look. I, I, I am looking forward to see how it ties back into the, um, into the MCU. Like how they're going to tie that into Strange Two. Which Doctor Strange Two is another movie that I'm, I'm, I'm antici- highly anticipated for. Yeah, hype is pretty high. Where they're going with that? Because Doctor Strange has got the craziest shit happening. Yeah, Doctor Strange, and and I'm interested to see how they fold in like the mystical universe with the with the rest of it because it's one thing when you just have like doctor strange performing magic you know what i mean but like how does the magic interface with the mutants and like will magic are magic users going to have like an inherent uh advantage over the mutants like you know there's going to be it's going to be an interesting uh uh it's going to be interesting to see how they interact with each other uh, in the future. And then also there's, you know, um, MCU is going cosmic. Yeah, with the Eternals and um, the other one. Yeah, the Eternals, um, which Eternals is, if you're familiar with the, the Marvel storyline, Thanos is a deviant. There's the Eternals and then there's the humans. And that was the, the the three races that the Celestials created and seeded um, in our in our solar system. But um, yeah, so that's going to be interesting to see how the Eternals also folds into the into the MCU. Yeah, and they got some pretty dope actors in there too. So I'm excited to see that one. Yeah, there's a lot of potential, tons of potential. But yeah, ain't shit else been really going on in terms of entertainment. Been trying to wrap up Yakuza like a dragon, but just my completionist inside me is I'm trying to finish this one last task and the items that I'm farming have such a ridiculously low drop rate. Oh, I hate that. Oh my goodness, the drop rate's so low. And so yes. Like it's easy to go like two, three hours and not even get one drop. Like, ugh. That sucks. Yeah. Not that's not the entertaining part, but it is what it is. Um moving on from that. 
there wasn't real man entertainment news man there hasn't been shit really to talk about honestly outside of like the most recent thing was the pardons and it's funny because kodak black's still going to end up in jail because he got pardoned before his his sexual assault uh trial was finished and so that one is not looking good for him and so he's probably just gonna end up back in jail anyway he also has a history of Completely ignoring all his uh, oh, probation. Yeah. Absolutely. All <laughs> restrictions put upon him. Yeah. And so, yeah, there was that. Um, two million well spent, man. Oh, man. Did you hear Did you hear what uh, two million well spent? Yeah, right. You know what I mean? I, I'm sure his lawyer thinks so. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's wedded. But um, did you hear Lori? Um, Steve Harvey was out here talking about how He's got real hate in his heart for all of Lori Harvey's boyfriends. And I'm like, nigga. Who's Lori Harvey? Lori Harvey, his daughter. Oh, why? That's what I'm saying. I'm like, bro, do you know how weird that sounds? Like, why? Like, Wait, do you, you want her to, do you want her to end up alone and miserable? Buddy? I don't know, man, but I'm getting real uh, Donald and Ivanka vibes off of that shit. Like, bro, what is really good with you and your daughter, bro? Like, it hilarious you need to chill man and and she's like with michael b jordan i'm like my nigga i don't know michael b jordan personally but i'm pretty sure he's a wholesome dude fuck man. that hate my heart yo my nigga fuck that. what fuck that how the fuck and and he says this with michael b jordan what what, what happened when she was with future what happened that's, when she, a, that's what understandable. Happened when she was with Diddy. When she was and with Future son, my and nigga. Diddy, she was making terrible decisions. So I can completely understand where he was on that. No, one. but he didn't say it then. That's what I'm saying. Like, where, is, where was the hate in your heart then? It, it was still there. He just didn't say it at the time. Nigga, that feel? was the time to be speaking out. Not when she's with like a I'm nigga who sick. seems genuinely like he might be in love with her. Exactly. He, this seems like the one that's definitely gonna take her away. So oh, now he's no. tripping the most. No. When Dude. she was just fucking around with like that's super the famous niggas, then yeah, he was like, "Well, you know, that's not gonna last that's anyway." The My baby's coming inclination, back. Bro, like that is the weirdest dad <laughs> inclination I've ever seen. And yeah, I, it's wildly popular though, <clears throat> bro. Mental illness is wildly popular too, man. That shit's crazy. Yeah. Yo. Fucking weirdos. I'm just like, but why do you gotta hate the man? You know, even if he does and 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 his his reasoning was that uh just in case uh he does anything wrong to her, he nah, could turn the switch here, on nigga. that. I'm like, nigga, fuck out of here. You no. don't need to hate him to do that. No. That's both that's his excuse. That's what he's yeah, telling that's you. A bullshit excuse. That's what he's telling you. He's hating her because he's taking his the dude's taking his baby away. Yeah, fuck? Bro. Fuck yeah, out of here, Steve. I, I don't know, man. I like. I, I wonder what it's like because I don't have a daughter, so I'm assuming that it's it's a it's a different um it's a different you know m- attachment. But boy, man, it's like yo, wh- uh, it's a, it's a chauvinist ideal that you either have or you don't have, bro. It's you're either so, trying it's to control chauvinist. your daughter's <laughs> vagina or you're not. Like, there's only there's only one of those two things. Like, why couldn't? Yeah, it's so weird. Either it's you so don't weird. care, you want her to be their own person and be happy, or you're a fucking weirdo who's upset at her boyfriends for some indiscernible reason. Damn, it 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 just feels it feels like man, you do you like her? Like, do you have a crush on your daughter? Is that what's going on here? Because that don't make no sense. She's gonna have to grow up. And anyway, that shit. That, oh man, I love it. Forty year old version. Uh, well, that's just me giving him the benefit of that. But I don't think he actually likes her as a crush of his daughter. I just think it's a it's a manifestation of a poorly thought out 
absolutely. Uh, no, no, uh, I'm just being emotional process. I think it's because when it comes to people like Donald Trump and Ivanka, I definitely oh, yeah, think yeah. there's a weird but that's different thing. because he's actually said he's actually said yes. that if she weren't my daughter, I'd I'd be with oh, her or some or date her or some shit like that. He's, uh, he, he's said it. He's such a Feel weirdo. That's that's the different, and that's his boy. And Steve Harvey's his boy. So, Feel me? this is the same dude that that is photographed with her sitting on his lap when she's like sixteen and shit, and he's got his hand on her leg like a fucking creeper. He's a little, he's a special case. Yeah, that whole family, man. I can't. I really hope they end up in jail. Yeah, that would be so lit. Oh man, they like I, it, I, I think I would have to change my stance on justice if, <laughs> if they went to jail because that's I don't, so I, I don't believe that justice is achievable. You know what I mean? Like I understand the 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 concept of justice. That's that's I can I can wrap my head around that. I just don't think it's achievable. But if they were to send those motherfuckers to jail, I might have to reassess my my stance on that because I honestly never thought that that would happen, but that would we'll be see. Lit. We'll see. But yeah, no, I just I I thought that was hilarious the fucking Steve Harvey shit. And I was like this guy, man. Like yeah, why? Hey, I don't Steve understand. Like, known for saying lots of stupid shit, though. <laughs> yeah, and I just don't. I don't understand all these guys like Steve Harvey and Ti and stuff like that. Like the oversharing about your parenting is like, do you like if you're gonna share something like that? Wouldn't you want to just like run that by people, like people who love you? You know what I mean? And ask their opinion. Low. Maybe the people who you're talking Does about. Does Ti see like the type of person that would ask the opinion on, on my, the my bad. my bad. That's normal nigga shit. That's broke nigga oh, shit. Broke shit. niggas ask people opinion. That's Rich hilarious. niggas just go say wild shit yeah. on the fucking. It's, it's the level of entitlement. Certain people just have that mentality of you can't tell me shit, and everything that I say is correct. And the way they live their life is an reaffirmation of that. So that's just how they act and speak. Yeah, so they're not gonna ask for any input. What the hell? As a matter of fact, the more input you try to give them, the more they'll reject it. They'll probably double down, and the more they'll turn up about it. Yeah, that's too funny, and that's pretty much what happened. Look at Ti. Ti definitely like. Why y'all worried about what I do with my daughter? Well, nigga, you're the one talking down, about it in public. Like, down. damn it. You're the weirdo who's going extra hard talking about some. You're in the gyno with her, yeah, getting the fucking updates, nigga. Like, what the fuck? That's it's, super weird. That's one thing I know. And then, and then he tried to walk it back like he was joking. But that was that's something that's I never understand. That's an even weirder joke, my nigga. That's, that's a, an even weirder joke. But it's like, my G, like, if it was a joke, you should roll that back real quick. Like, you feel me? Yeah, I mean, that, don't let that stand in the air and make people think about but, that and then come back with it as a joke. Like, nah, not a good idea. <laughs> not a good idea. It's only a joke after it's been proven to not be acceptable. Yeah. But yeah, hopefully Steve Harvey. So hopefully uh, Michael B. Jordan and and Lori Harvey are their relationship goes well because evidently Steve Harvey has every intention of uh, accosting this young man if he uh, if he does anything untowards. What that? What is old ass Steve Harvey gonna do against Killmonger? Oh shit! Oh shit! I mean, when you say it like that, nigga, I just had a birth, I had a death battle image of Killmonger and Steve Harvey, just like oh, clashing at the at the at you the choose your character screen. All, that's why Steve is the all he can do is talk now, bro. That's it. That's all he got now. Cause I was gonna say like, if it was just like regular street nigga, like, yeah, I, I would put me? some money on Steve Harvey, honestly. Or, but or, you said Killmonger, I was like, oh come on, man. <laughs> 
there's also the same thing like he's usually such a big dog that almost anybody else to step to her he's got more clout than they do but this is Michael True. B. Jordan you feel me this is Michael he's B. he's your equivalent in almost every way he might not have the exact well he, they probably have similar yeah they probably have similar banquets Steve has a longevity but um, uh, uh, Michael B. Jordan got modern franchises mm. yeah now Michael B. I think is is I think and he's got he's got mad MCU money. Like MCU money be different. Exactly. You feel me? But yeah. yeah. Man. <laughs> oh boy. So did you see Joe Exotic was taking shots at Donald Trump because he ain't part of it? Hilarious. Them? Bro. Hilarious. I guess he's too gay and I too mean, innocent. <laughs> I was like, bro, you don't Say shut too the innocent? fuck up. <laughs> That's lit. I love that he slipped that in there. I'm too innocent for pardons, bro. Bro. That's just how it be. I'm pardons admission to guilt, and I'm innocent, so I guess you can't pardon mm-hmm. me. Damn. The logic. Feel me? I'm but a persecuted you... man. It's hard being me. It's hard, man. And fuck Carol Baskins. So don't forget <laughs> that. It's Carol Baskins. <laughs> but yeah, no, nah, I just, I, I thought that that was funny because I was uh, looking at people that were not pardoned and, uh, <laughs> None of them capital riders were parted. <laughs> we're not parted. But you know what? The funny part is, is I was looking at one of their cases because most of them, I'm pretty sure, a significant amount of them are going to be, be let off. Of course, I and believe that as well. A small, por- oh, I think a small portion of the organizers will get prison time. But there was this one chick who stole Nancy Pelosi's computer and attempted, and and I don't understand how but they seem to have evidence of her attempting to sell it to russia and i'm just like dude how the fuck like you're gonna go to jail man <laughs> you're gonna go to jail jail for real okay. like my g that was Yo, a he's bad just my idea friend, bro he's just my friend he just happens to live in russia why are you tripping and then the worst part was is that it was her 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 ex-boyfriend was the one who snitched, snitched on her, her out yeah <laughs> her ex-boyfriend snitched on her and then, and then you know what the crazy part is? The first thing they did is, he's abusive. He's abusive. Like, oh, <laughs> he wasn't abusive before. He was just he was just an asshole before, but now he's abusive. Like, damn, y'all going to really try to assassinate that man's character after he fucking snitched on your dumb ass and you deserved it? Well, not even that he snitched because he wasn't participating in the crime. He dropped a dime on their ass. Yeah, he didn't. He ain't snitch on nobody. He dropping dimes. Like <laughs> most of those people, their families was dogging him out, son. Dog it about IDing them from fucking pictures online. Yep, that's my mom's. That's her right there with the busted face. Man, it just the the idiocy that went into that shit, bro. I just I can't understand. And then the privilege, bro. This is that's why I don't even like to. That's why I don't like to respond to call and response at at, at um at uh, uh concerts, bro, or any sort of crowded event where I'm at. If anybody's on stage, like if I say this, then you do that. I'm not doing it. Not doing it, bro. On principle. <laughs> you feel me? On principle, I don't do that. I do not like being in crowds, and I don't like being a part of a crowd that's being guided by a singular person who gives no fucks about the people in the crowd. No, that's definitely crazy? demagoguery. They, it, I don't fuck like, that shit. I, I don't know, man. How did that become the, the, the general like accepted uh, uh, behavior at a concert? Is it just... I mean, no. I mean, call and response is fairly innocuous. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, when you're using it for innocuous shit like dancing, yes, it's perfectly fine. It's just, we're humans. We can abuse anything. We can abuse cotton. We will do it. You feel me? We can abuse cotton. So it's just, we just taking something good and using it for the opposite. 
But yeah, man. Gosh. But I hope all like the fact that he didn't pardon any of them, I think is very indicative of the fact that that pardon scheme was purely a money making yeah, venture. Course, of course. My dude is topping off his pockets before he gets out. They, they, they can't do nothing for him. But I think, I think, uh, I think. Moreover, it shows he didn't. And and I think, and I know this is known to you, but he 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 had no general plan for these people. He was just whipping them into the frenzy. Mm-hmm. He was just frothing the foam just to just to have frothy foam. He didn't. He had no interest whatsoever in being engaging spiteful. them. Yeah, absolutely. He was, just being, he was mad and he was being spiteful. That's it. He was having a tantrum. And and and, and the fact and we have to, and the reason why I pointed out is because I want people to acknowledge that because that that's important to call for for the politicians to 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 set up structures to not have uh, empower people to have temper tantrums. That's why this pardon power and shit like this is 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 problematic. You know, we should not be allowing a lame duck president to to have this much negative effect on on things, especially when the incoming administration has tons of things on its plate as it is. You know, like why are we allowing this to happen, and why is he not have? Why does he not have any um, repercussions for this? This is this this is hugely problematic, and all it does is it encourages people to do it in the future. Mm-hmm. That's the main reason why you gotta put a consequence to this shit if you just let this shit ride it will happen again and worse and 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 that is the dangers of american um politics right now america america has its own brand of everything and it is politics unfortunately it's it's politics possesses a certain brand of progressivism and it's not progressivism as in progressive in 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 the sense that it is a developing social contract between the people and the government meant to include as many people as possible and to account for the the changing demographics over time that's not the kind of progressivism that happens in america it's progress in 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 whatever direction the mass media points the crowd in and unfortunately, the mass media has abdicated the responsibility of being mindful about the messages in which it'll uh, it'll promulgate into the public. And unfortunately, along with that came a person like Donald Trump, who isn't willing to to adhere to any kind of civility or or responsibility or or kind any kind of civic code that is designed to keep you know people interacting on a on a mostly positive basis you know and so the progressivism in america has has unfortunately just become a way of of honing extremism and it's starting to hone this this singular message to its extreme and it's crazy it's crazy you have people like fucking dumbass jimmy Dore who's interviewing the boogaloo boys and trying to brand them as the progressives Talking about like, oh man, when I talk to the big Boogaloo boys, they're in the Proud Boys, they're anti-cop and they're pro BLM, and I'm like, don't you dare tie those two <laughs> fucking things together. Don't you dare tie right-wing extremism to to black progressive statements of humanity because there is nothing political about BLM. BLM is a statement of humanity. It's a social imperative. Okay, it has no left or right leaning, and so 
I it, it, it's this this extremist progressive wave that's coming. We gotta make sure that it doesn't get tied up with 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 actual progressive black politics because those those are are can be liberating. It's possible, but it is not possible to be liberated through any kind of 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 interplay with with the right wing extremists. That's for sure. But yeah, I, I can't even remember how I spun off on that topic. But it, it, I was I was uh, watching some stuff online and. It was very disturbing the the attempts at tying together right wing ideologies to to things like or or social movements like BLM. But um yeah, moving on from that, did you see in um Tacoma this fucking officer drove through a crowd of people? No, I did not. That's crazy. Yeah, dude. Well. <clears throat> There's been a lot of protests going on in Washington and in uh, Seattle. And unfortunately, it has taken a turn that I'm not sure how much I can follow. You hear a lot of stuff going on out there about these. Um, and and they call themselves anarchists, but I don't believe that they're philosophically anarchists. They're just people who don't believe in any form of governance at all. Like they're leading tramps, uh, chants of uh, we are ungovernable. And I'm like, whoa! <laughs> I don't know why that's the stance you would take. Like, that's not a it's that's a trap. Yeah, that's not a that's not a good stance to have. And 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 I've never advocated civil disobedience to make yourself or to to demonstrate your ungovernableness. No, I've never advocated for that. I've always advocated for civil disobedience when it is there's a when there is uh a, an issue that needs progress to be pushed on and the system because of its desire to maintain establishments becomes recalcitrant to those change changes then i do believe in civil disobedience but that is not in any way shape or form saying that you're ungovernable no 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 no. that's not what we're that's not the goal here the goal isn't to 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 invalidate all forms of governance it's to it's to to temper and 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 regulate the the governance that we do have and make it effective at doing its job. So all this shit going on out there is is heating up, man. West Coast is heating up nasty. And when I say West Coast, I mean the Northwest because Seattle, um, uh, Washington, and uh, Portland, Oregon, um. There and now in uh, uh I think this is Tacoma, Washington. You have this this um, uh, instance of police brutality, and I don't know what they're gonna do, man. I have no idea what what their ultimate goals are. Like, I, do we do we have another example of a secessionist territory like Texas was at one point? Like, I. I don't know. I just know that it is it is getting really bad out there and I don't know how tenable it's going to be for the for them to continue that given a lot of the things that have been going on because they're going to get wrapped up now with the with the capital insurrectionists and now they're sort of and and I guarantee you they are going to be passing some really draconian laws in reference to this soon. Still, man. They're going to keep pushing. <laughs> Especially claiming so boldly and so proudly that they're ungovernable. 
That's what I'm saying. Like that's a that's just not a, a that's a trap, that's not a productive stance to take. This is 2021. There's technology that exists out there that you can't possibly fathom. Stop saying shit like that. Yeah, man. And so it, it uh, the American culture has so many moving parts right now. It's it's really. I'm not sure where it's gonna land. I'm not sure where it's gonna land because you have. Your 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 typical liberal and conservative forces in the politics, but then you have extremist politics that are becoming a, a, a more and more vocal uh, uh, group, and so will their presence end up creating a multipolar arena for uh, for these things? But that's that's a problem because in that space, you know, you have minorities like African Americans who have historical centuries-long fights that are of trying to carve a niche into that that environment that that is more than just a pandering uh identity politics based you know uh, uh representation uh in politics they want you know a, a real place at the table when that's commensurate with all of the things that they've given and, and brought to this country and so yeah there's American politics moving forward is gonna gonna be real interesting, real interesting because especially with with I'm just surprised that you have all of these white nationalist forces trying to co-opt these ideas like I that I'm surprised you know there was I, I I've never heard of like the KKK trying to co-opt the Black Panthers like they're just antithetical because the technology didn't exist to do it before. <laughs> wouldn't have worked back then yeah i guess you're right because i don't know i don't even know how it's gonna work now but it's gonna be a it's a weird thing well we're in the we're in the post-truth world now you know what I mean? true you don't need to really mo- only a specific subsection of people really want the information that's being filtered them to be verified true. most okay. people just want the information so it's easy to just lie and make shit like that up because in you're speaking to a specific section of people, and those people will take that shit and run with it. You're right, and and I think that like, and and I'm speaking particularly to this idea that you can marry white nationalist politics with social issues like BLM to to kind of create a coalition against the establishment. That'll first of all, let me just say that'll never be a vessel. There will never be a vessel for those two things to coincide. Mm-mm. And I think that they're playing to the fact that there's a, there's a there's a large section of the racist population that doesn't want to feel racist. That they they fervently want to be racist and not feel it. Yep. And so they, they need talking points. Exactly. And so just by mentioning these things and bringing them into their headspace, they will feel gratified. And so we, we got to be careful not to fall into it because a lot of uh, black libertarians are fucking dumb. Well, if you're libertarian and black, you're, you're probably not savvy. But a lot of them fall bait to this to this uh, kind of kumbaya. Let's let's all just try to work it out together. I can be racist and you can be black and we can still hate the government together. Like, nah, <laughs> be. <clears throat> There, there's we there's gotta there's gotta be a a, a more steadfast uh, acceptance that 
I have a right to be here with the same rights and be be valued the same as every other person in the society. And if you don't believe that, then there's there's no common ground there. There can't be common ground. Moving on from that, there was actually two things in the news that I think were pretty pertinent that I wanted to hit on before we get out of here. Um, first one was Instacart laying off 2,000 workers. That's rough. And I I believe that this um, this particular firing was egregious because the workers that they fired included some of the few workers that were able to unit um, uh, unionize in states like Indiana and stuff like that that were actually finding uh, ways to organize under the gig economy and still, you know, work within the rules set forth by the state and Instacart. And so instead of allowing them, because they were successful through legislation and so forth, to to organize, they just decided to fire them all before they were able to 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 legitimize their union. And so this this is just another example that shows how not liberal Silicon Valley is. These tech companies that own these platforms and develop these platforms for uh, for the gig economy, especially whether it's Airbnb, uh, uh, Uber, Lyft, um, any of all of this gig economy stuff, uh, DoorDash, Instacart, they are not liberal in the sense that they care about the the progress and well-being of the people they really are just they they are solely out for their own profits and i know that it that's it feels yes i'm saying something that should be obvious to most but it's not it's really not a lot of people believe that the that the these tech giants are the real philanthropists of our world that they are the real, that they are the the counterforce to the Donald Trumps, and they really aren't. And this this movement by Instacart shows why we need. <clears throat> there needs to be some form of regulation in which. Either, the the patents or on the property on the um, intellectual property for these apps, like, becomes public after a while. Or, or becomes public domain when it becomes widely used enough, you know, to not to where the other people can utilize the those patents as as ways of starting their business, but so that the technology can be advanced upon by the public. Similarly to how like you know Ford's patents on on the engine, you know, it became public at one point because it became a uh, more of an interest in, in the public good for people to have access to this knowledge than it does to let one company monopolize the understanding of engines. And so, you know, we I think that we are at a place in history where these these apps and these services, these these programs, the software, 
are the new technologies and these intellectual properties are, are, are the new technologies that need to be open to the public. Not so that everyone can make profitable, you know, versions of them. I think that if you know, there's ways of, of, of implementing this regulation in which the 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 originator still gets to garner the profit, but to have the knowledge in the public so that other people know how to use this and 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 make it and improve upon it, I think it's still valuable. I think it's super valuable, and um, that's that because that is how you you kind of counterbalance the disproportionate power of corporations to monopolize knowledge in a free society because you don't want that. You know, it's kind of one of the pillars of the free society is, you know, the open access to information, things of that nature. And these, these tech companies have, have really subverted the ideology of free and open society by, by monopolizing information the way they have, especially information. Information that a lot of people have contributed to, but not a lot of people benefit from, you know, get get the direct benefit of, you know. Like, of course, we get the benefit of, of utilizing social media technologies, but the people who garner, like, monetary benefit from it, the, probably only a very few people garner the, the commensurate monetary benefit of, of social media's existence. But, yeah. Instacart trash league that was fucked up definitely and something that's been coming up in the in the news more frequently is uh get rid of the filibuster and um you remember i was saying i uh in a couple episodes ago like i wonder how the democrats are gonna do it mm-hmm. how are they gonna pass the buck now because they got kamala the tiebreaker they got the 50 50 senate we run the house you know, you got a Supreme Court that seems to be relatively impartial. They've been pretty impartial about their way they rule. You know, for the most part, they've had a couple bad ones and a couple good ones. So I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. So in that environment, what are the Dems going to do to 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 throw the game? How are they going to throw the game? And so uh, recently in the news, I, 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 see, I see the play. They're telegraphing the play. It's called the filibuster. Now, if you're unfamiliar with the filibuster, it is a uh, political tactic that can be used in Congress. It I'm not sure when it originated, but it became popular in the Jim Crow era. It was a way for southern states that were losing political power because of the of the migration out of their states, dwindling dwindling population, dwindling financial. <clears throat> financial support and they needed a way to maintain political power in an environment where they were losing all kinds of soft power and so what they did is is they developed a strategy of the filibuster now the filibuster is a technique where no bill can be passed in congress as long as there there are uh Congress people open are willing to openly debate it. So as long as I'm willing to say I have a debate for this bill, this bill cannot be ratified as a congressperson. So 
congressman from Arizona says, I have a bill to open the surveillance state. I don't know, whatever. Congressman from Rhode Island says, you know what? I, I, I got some questions about that. Can we open it to the floor? The majority leader brings a vote. They vote to debate. They bring it to the floor. Now, at once that point happens, they can they can run this they can run the play as long as they want. There's no there's no play clock on that. And so they can filibuster now. They can they can just keep on talking. And and the the strategy I think has become most egregious because you don't actually have to talk about your bill. You can talk about whatever you want. So I think at one point I think Ted Cruz was filibustering and he was like reading green eggs and ham or some shit. You know, like it's a, just a technique to to stonewall a bill, and it's it's a way for the for the minority to to um, ex, uh, express disproportionate power over over the process. And so this is what I assume the Democrats are gonna are are gonna blame their inability to do anything on when it's well within their power to do to get rid of the filibuster, change the rules. And moreover, they could actually bring things to the floor. Like, unfortunately, what's going to end up probably happening is, is that under the threat of the filibuster, Pelosi will refuse to bring anything to the floor. Saying, hey, well, they're just going to filibuster us. We got to do things that are going to work. We got, you know, and she'll hide under that pretense that... They don't have a filibuster-proof majority to be able to 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 ram through any kind of legislation, even though they they they, they do, but they won't. And then, of course, you I've always pointed out that like even at a fifty-fifty Senate, let's understand that's not a majority. Fifty-fifty is not a majority. There is no majority in the Senate. It's fifty-fifty with a tiebreaker. So let's stop saying Senate majority leader nobody. There's no majority. Because when you have motherfuckers like Joe Manchin in your caucus, who's literally a Republican who caucuses with Democrats, he puts a D next to his name and he votes everything Republican. It's crazy. It's crazy. So there is not a 50-50 in the Senate. You know what I mean? Like there won't be a tie ever in the Senate for Kamala to break. Not when you, not when you have more Democrats like Joe Manchin, than you have Republicans like, I don't think there's any Republican who regularly votes with Democrats. And so the filibuster is the new, is the new, uh, uh, kick the bucket. They're not going to do shit. Biden, you know, I, I, I can only imagine, what's going through his head. I don't know what the people who, who are really running this country are saying behind this back, but boy, I just don't see, I like, I don't see what, what is, what are Biden's political ambitions? Like I, I still, to this day, this nigga is president and I have no fucking clue. Like what does Biden want? Like does, does Biden want what more neoliberal reform more more big business more pro-corporate you know democratic reform like if is that what he wants 
I hope not, because that's what he's been for most of his career. But supposedly we're supposed to be giving him a, a chance. You know, but what chance am I giving him? I have no fucking idea. I genuinely do not know. You know, and and with all of this stuff happening now and with things like the filibuster looming, I don't know. It doesn't it doesn't bode well. It don't bode well at all. But yeah. I thought I I definitely wanted to make sure I hit on that because I thought that, that was that was a big one. But you know, you know, I want to wrap on this cuz I've been watching this this movie Soul a lot. Uh, it's Kendrick's favorite movie. He loves it. The kid's got good taste. What can I tell you? Mm-hmm. And honestly, uh, like, it's a really good movie. It's probably like a 9.5 out of 10 for me. And I say that because I I watched that movie probably once a day with him. All together. Like, I watch it in chunks. Like, I'll watch a little bit of it. He'll fall asleep, whatever. But throughout the course of a day, I'll watch that movie so like uh, at least one full watch through and every time i see something new and i start to notice a little bit more and one of the things i really picked up on um and this is heavy spoiler alert territory now heavy spoiler alert i've given everyone plenty of time um so the 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 premise of the story is is that you know the souls that are in the youth seminar are, and I'm going to speak about it as if you have some background knowledge of it. The, you know, the U seminar is the point in the universe where souls originate before they go to to Earth to go into people. And in the U seminar, they give them personalities, and so they have this little badge. And then when the badge gets filled up of personality traits, it becomes an Earth pass, and they get to go to Earth. What there's a soul that refuses to fill up her Earth pass to go to Earth. Now. Part of them discovering their personalities is uh, is interacting with with different things to find their spark, you know, things that inspire them, and they get inspired to travel their path, and then their personality fills out. And there's this one soul that that refuses to go, and that's the premise of the movie: is that. Uh, you have Joe trying to shepherd this soul to find her spark so that she can fill out her earth pass. And she goes through life and she's been mentored. This soul has existed from eternity and has had other spiritual mentors, great people, Gandhi, Mother Teresa, you know, just all of the greatest people in life. Socrates is, was once her, her spiritual mentor. And none of them were, were able to find her spark. And it wasn't until she met Joe and she went down to earth and saw his life and how pathetic his life was and how, how really it was nothing at all very interesting. But to Joe, his life was, was something worth fighting for, was something worth doing anything in the universe to get back to. And, and it was that 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 inspired her that's what that's what triggered her spark that's what what gave her her will to live that that it wasn't it wasn't the inspiration of of the greats that 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 helped her find her spark it was the desire of someone who just loved their life no matter how basic it was that that caused her to to achieve her her spark 
and and I really thought that that was a, a, a an amazing first of all message to send to kids that great lives are great but small lives are too you know there's no there's no existence that is uninspiring it's all about the the personal value that you give yes. your experiences oh it, it was it was super deep deep and, and and i thought so well done like and it took me eight probably eight or nine watch throughs to get to that level of understanding of what what of what they were portraying in the story and so i just wanted to point that out you know like no life is no no life is too small to be inspiring you never know who you're inspiring do you to the best of your ability it's a great way to live there's no reason not to there's tons of other people doing them and there's tons of other people doing other people but there's never a reason not to do you. You can always be an inspiration to someone and always find find that to be your own inspiration. But yeah, thanks for joining us, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Follow us on the social media. You can find me on Instagram at Heron's Home Podcast. Or you can find me on Twitter at, at Home Heron and Kari underscore T. You can catch me on Instagram at Rico underscore G Sound. Always remember, time is only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever truly will learn from, guys. Have a great one. Peace. Take it easy.